it's so, it's so serious. This is serious stuff. This is <laughs> professional. You are listening to the Gear 30 Podcast, a community, you could even call it a support group, for people addicted to outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. There is no shame here. In spite of what your spouse or partner may say, we believe it's okay to own five tents, seven backpacks, and 18 jackets. Our slogan, inspired by the great explorer Sir Ranolf Fiennes, is, there is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear. So if you're an aspiring outdoor adventurer, a mountain guide, or anyone in between, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Gear 30 Podcast, where we talk about adventures and the gear that goes with it. <laughs> it's, so, it's so serious. This is serious stuff. This is <laughs> professional. Yeah. Professional, yes. Welcome back to the Gear 30 Podcast. Uh, we have Greg Bean, Avery, and myself. Greg Bean, buyer for Gear 30. Avery, uh, I, we're going we're gonna to have to shorten your title. I know. It's like... Salesforce manager, shipping and receiving, uh, and myself. GM Gear 30. We have uh, this topic today is backcountry ski touring and like spring touring slash beginner touring. Now, I think spring is a great time to start. If you've never toured before, spring is is a good time to start. Uh, Is there anything that is different when you're spring touring than like middle of the season? It's more relatively low risk, I would say. Warmer. You don't have to Pack, pack as, as much, much like yeah. warm gear. Can you have you toured in shorts? I personally have not. Okay, Bruce has. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you tour in, tour in shorts, Bruce? I forgot. <laughs> Mount Rainier. Oh wow, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, we hiked up the the uh, Mir Snowfield on Rainier. We were both wearing shorts. Oh, that's so funny. It was hot I've out too. Never like, skied in shorts. That'd be fun. It was like eighty five degrees up there. <laughs> oh wow, that's crazy. Yeah. All right, so what do you need to go spring touring or your first time ski touring? What's the basic setup? Beacon shovel probe, always. Okay. Um, skins, of course. Do you need skis or can you just... Ah, uh, no, you don't need Okay. Skis. You need skis and touring bindings. Splitboard. Splitboard, yes. Uh, what's, what's the latest in touring bindings compared to, say, four or five years ago? Oh, man. Um, I didn't know a whole lot about touring bindings back then because yeah. I wasn't really doing it. I know now they've come up with a lot of cool stuff. The shifts, MTNs are a really light binding, the Solomons, and Dina fits kind of a revolutionary binding for sure. Okay. What do you have? Um, I have I had a pair of shifts, and then now I have a pair of MTNs, the Solomon, the really light pin binding. Greg, what are you on? Um, I have He's got everything. My daily skis are I'm using shifts okay. on, and then I have a set of touring skis with some Tina fit super light 175s. And then Bruce has a pair of skis that have sp- uh, speed turns. The rotation. Oh, yeah, it's the rotation. That's right. Yeah, rotation. Yeah. But touring bindings have gone through a renaissance in the last, like, decade. Oh, yeah. People that were using, like, the old Dukes and, like, the big frame bindings. Like, even the shift now is considered to be, like, kind of a bigger, clunkier touring binding. And that thing is way trimmed down from, like, the old frame bindings. Do you have, do you have a specific ski, a spring ski 
touring ski versus a regular during the regular season touring ski. I mean, how last that's year, pretty. That's pretty. If you're doing that, you've got some money to spend on last multiple year, touring had, setups. I had the one. It was my all around ski and Nomad 105 and a pair of shifts, and I just kind of beat it to hell. Yeah. And this year, I bought another beater pair of skis, which are, have, are my touring skis. So, just gonna. Where'd you go with? Um, I actually bought them off Corey. Oh yeah, so, so they're probably two different brands, <laughs> two, <laughs> two, two different sizes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, they're some Atomic Backlands and okay. the the MTN binding, but they're already kind of thrashed, so I'm not too worried about thrashing them some more. Yeah, yeah, that's running them over rocks or something. Like well, that. and here in the Wasatch, it looks as though we're gonna have a pretty thrashing yeah. spring. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh man, yeah. I mean, we're supposed to get at least an inch in the next, you know, couple of yes. days. Pow day, pow day. Yeah. Woo. Yeah, Greg, what are you? What are you on? I, I should mention too. I, I split board, and so I can't. It's a little different. It's sure. Just, yeah. Yeah. Heavy. Yeah, I use the shifts. Like I have kind of my my daily skis I patrol, and they have the shifts on them, and they're they're you know. Oh, but your ski. Oh, my ski. I'm skiing on uh, Icelandic Pioneer 109s for my daily, and then I have a touring ski that's the, mate or sorry the uh, the natural 101. What's the difference? Uh, the natural is kind of their trim down, like lighter weight touring ski. Okay. The pioneers, they're all mountain directional. Can you tell that charger. big of a difference when you're a oh, massive difference between yeah. the, the way I have those two set up because the pioneers, it's a big, heavy ski Yeah, and it's got that shift on it. So it's just, it's a heavy setup and the, uh, the natural with the, the Dina fit binding on it, it's much lighter weight. And then you got, we both got the F1, the Scarpa F1 boot. Yep. Which is a sick boot. Yeah. So that's sort of trended this winter. Yeah, that was was that just this winter or how long has it been out? Because this winter actually, was really I have no idea how long it's been it. out. The F one's been around for quite a while, but it's been popular amongst our shop employees this year for sure. Yeah, it's been a it's been a great touring boot for me. That's what I've been using. I've only used it like once. <laughs> what was your boot before? Uh, I have the Atomic Hawks Prime. It's like Prime. their hybrid boot. Prime. 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 And then they've got the Ultra, but I have the Prime. Yeah, okay, so you have to have a specific boot, a specific binding, a specific ski. Mm-hmm. You need specific poles? It doesn't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't. Some adjustable poles. Oh, my gosh. That's well, especially split borders, a lot of them will use. No, I use poles. Yeah, yeah adjustable poles. Do, yeah, do you use them when you're on the downhill as well, or do you pack them away? Yeah, it depends, really. I mean, it, yeah, it depends. I would prefer to pack them away, but then inevitably, as soon as I pack them, I get stuck in like a little thing, yeah, goalie or goalie something, either. and I'm like, gosh dang it. So it just depends on the terrain more than anything. Right. But Yeah. Mm-hmm. Backpack. Backpack, yeah. Backpack a, to put all your things in. Well, and having a backpack that can carry, like depending on what your objective like, is. For me, spring skiing is like where I go attack like some of the steeper, bigger lines Okay, that I ordinarily, ordinarily wouldn't try and go for in the heart of winter because they're usually safer in the spring. The snow's settled in. And, mm-hmm. but A-frame style. Yeah, sometimes you need to pack your skis on your pack. Like we, we did it with Bruce's skis today. Um, yeah, having a pack that can carry skis is well, definitely helpful. So I started with a 15-liter, and it was just too small. I had to bump up. Yeah. So I don't, do you guys – have a size preference on your packs so you want your pack to be able to carry your avi tools uh, you know a shovel and a probe um so for me like 30 liters is probably right around the sweet spot yep. for okay you know obviously a bigger pack would be nice for bigger days bigger days bigger missions or whatever but 30 is a good size or right right in that ballpark yeah 30 35 yeah yeah i like my 30 the 15 i was thinking 
I was going to be slim, you know, yeah. and trim. And then I'm like, okay, I can't, I can't fit a sandwich in this thing. Like, yeah. once <laughs> I'm noticing that with my 32 liter, it's like, damn, I'm like tight on room in here. But yeah, you got to have room for your, for a burrito, you know. Oh, yeah. Water spare, bottle. Spare pair of gloves. A bit of coffee. Yeah. You need yeah. your yeah. lunch or else you're going to be like this. Mm. You don't want to bonk without your lunch. No. no. Yeah, you need a lunch. Yeah. Or else you're going to be starving on the cliff if you get stuck. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned Greg's spring's a good time to hit objectives that are maybe not as easy or or there was more consequences in the, during the middle of the season mm-hmm. are there you have some examples uh well like last last spring Bruce and I skied the banana shoot um that's that's known to slide so in the spring after it's you know it's been a while since there's been any snow and it's been warm it, the snow consolidates and is in a lot of cases, safer than it would be in mid-season when you're getting fresh snowfall on it, and more more opportunity for there to be an avalanche in there. Yeah, that's the case with a lot of our steep skiing around this area. If you wait till later in the spring, the snow kind of just gets heavy and wet, and just your biggest concern is wet loose slides, which are usually a, a lot more manageable, slower moving that you can mm. avoid. Yeah, you, know, you can stay better. safe with those. Okay. Uh, so if you're new to the sport of backcountry ski touring, uh, is this something you recommend you go with uh, someone who's done it a few times before you're heading out on your own? Oh, absolutely. We have sure. we have someone who purchased um, like a whole backcountry kit from us the other day, and I was like, oh, they're just getting into it, you know? And he was going to a class or a course or, a, or she. Yeah. I'm not I sure. Um, and... I thought, okay, well, I want, there's people out there who are just like on a whim will buy the things and go, right? But this is like climbing. You, you sort of need a mentor Oh yeah, to go. For At least it. when I was working on the floor, I would make sure that they were going to get the right training and go with people who knew what they were like doing. Like someone buying for the first time? Yeah, for sure. Okay. And that was always, I kind of stressed that to our staff. I was like, yeah, make sure they know because could kind of come back and bite us in the A. Yeah. So. There, there are groups that you can find if somebody's looking to get into it and they don't know anybody personally. I think, um, I think the Weber State Outdoor Program oh, yeah, had like sure. a, a Dawn Patrol, a Dawn Patrol group that would go out. Yep. And I think with a little bit of searching on Facebook, you can find people that are doing this that would that would mentor somebody into it for sure. If you're new to it and looking to, yeah, that's learn what more. I did. I was a student at Weber and I found they had the backcountry touring classes and that's kind of how I got started in it and got the gear and tried it all out and then started working at gear 30 and also we we might mention we rent backcountry touring gear at the shop so yeah that's a great yeah, that's a good point because that's a lot of money to put down on a sport oh, sure. you might not be too jazzed about after you get into it and so you can come rent it from um from us at gear 30 outdoor program also has a few setups and so mm-hmm. you can rent the gear before you <laughs> yep. And if you they don't necessarily want to go lot out to the backcountry basin, you can tour all around basin, or not all around, but right up. Yeah, so locally it, here, both powder doesn't allow uphill, right? Um, they don't during their operating season, but in the spring after they close, they oftentimes will allow uphill travel on their on their runs. So mm-hmm. it's, yeah. a, it's a good place to go up and kind of, especially if you're just getting into it. Snow Basin allows uphill. Nordic Valley allows uphill. Nordic's great because you can go 24-7. Whenever you want. Whenever, and mm-hmm. take your dog. Yeah, you can take your dog, too. <laughs> and your little dog, too. Little puppy. 
Uh, and then Basin's is great because it's a big mountain, beautiful big mountain, Basin. And uh, you just got to make sure that you are tuned into their uh, policies. Yeah. And for sure. terrain and route. And then you get the daily updates as to if it's a green day or red day. Yep. So um, cool. Basin has a nice, you can subscribe to their texting service and it gives you all the updates about their uphill policy one one of the beautiful things about going to snow basin is you can go early and make a skin up to the top and then have a nice restaurant at the top you can grab breakfast and oh yeah you know and then you can just go ski the rest of the day yeah that sounds terrible yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay favorite um well what's a what's like a pro tip that you because i have a pro tip but what's a pro tip for um Backcountry for new people who are into ski touring. What's one thing you would tell them that's like, kind of, kind of, you know, some just something you've learned over the years that you do. I got one. Yeah. Go for it. Um, I have learned the hard way that if you wear regular sunglasses, your eyes will get burnt. So my pro tip would be to buy good wraparound sunglasses yes. or or sunglasses that have a solid side shield because if you're Touring in the spring and it's sunny, you can cook your eyes. Do you know those Ray-Ban Club Masters, like the old, the old style glasses? Club Masters? They're called Club Masters. Because well, you, you wear them to the club? Heck yeah, man. <laughs> well, I had a pair of those okay. when we went last year to Beartooth, and I was like, Greg was like, you're going to burn your eyes. I was like, nah, I'll be fine. One day later, just my eyes were fried. Oh, for real? Oh, yeah. And I was, he was like, I told you. So. Yeah. Bought myself some good. Okay, so good wraparound sunglasses. Yeah, yes. that's a great tip. Yep. There's a bunch of cool brands. Sunski is one of them. They're a decent yeah, price. We're gonna have we're bringing Sunski into the score, and they have they have sunglasses with side shields built in that are under a hundred bucks. It's a good polarized lens. We also carry Jobo in the store right now. Smith has a really cool new uh, glacier glass style that has a good. Side what about? On it. So you say that because when you're touring up, a lot of times you don't wear your goggles touring up. Right. Uh, yeah. Usually. Goggles are rough if you're doing a long tour just because they get foggy and, and sweaty. sweaty. Yeah. Okay. And in the spring when it's nice out, I will always take sunglasses sure. over goggles. Yeah. Just I'm just generally for comfort there. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a tip? Pro tip. Spring skiing, you need some rub on wax in your bag. For the skis. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, just yeah. want to make sure it's not like for your thighs or oh, something. Oh, why not? Well, maybe for your Maybe. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. No, but for your skis because okay. if you start skiing down in a flat spot and might have to start pulling your way out of there but okay throw some wax on there you're you'll be good bruce do you have a tip um always dump one layer or else you're gonna be sweating to death fewer layers genius 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 yeah Genius. yeah i uh you'd be surprised at how hot you get it can be uh, it can be a 20 degree start and a 40 degree afternoon or whatever and it's roasting out there so be bold start cold yeah be bold, start cold. <laughs> you know who told me that? No, Wyatt. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's and true. Okay, so mine is the um, the return to the car. So spring skiing and spring touring versus like the middle of winter touring. I always want to make sure that I have a return beverage ready in I my knew in my exactly car. where this was going. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so so the return beverage is if it's going to be cold if it's cold then i'll have a coffee in a stanley mug that's sealed so it's nice and friggin' hot so when i get back i have a nice hot coffee fresh ready for me after you know two three hours four hours out there beautiful and if it's hot i got a little mini cooler with a couple of brewskis in there 
um, the easy to drink kind, like the loggers, you know, yeah. uh, PBRs, you know, that's the, yep. but yeah, so that when you get back, it's just like, oh, it's like the best. What about like, like some chairs and table and hang out for a little bit? So yeah, that's another, that's a good point is, um, if you have a, and I keep, I just keep a little old school camp chair. That's just like, there you go. Pff, yeah. Helinox chairs. Helinox chairs are better. I have like the the Walmart chair, right? Like yeah. those camping chair. And, uh, but it's great because you've been t- hiking and touring all day and you get back to your car and you have a place to sit and take your boots off. And oh yeah. Relax. You know, you know, my favorite, so. my favorite opera drink is, uh, orange juice, orange juice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Are it you really serious? Is. Oh yeah. I'm a big OJ yeah. fan. Are you, do you like milk? He is. Yeah. I like milk. Well, we finished off the last of a gallon of OJ in the van this morning. Well, that always combines stuff with the Belgian. <laughs> put some monster inside of well, monster and monster OJ. and OJ. Wow, or, or, insane. Or seven up an OJ. No vodka. Yeah, yeah. no. He's a kid in the car. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Okay, those are pretty good tips. Those are great. That's fun. Well, I think everyone should. I mean, it's a great time to get out and ski tour. So it's that time of year when people start thinking about summer. You oh, know, yeah. um, camping, trail like running. Skiing's a great summer activity. If and uh, snow. well, there's there's the Greg Bean and Bruce who ski skied every month last year. Yeah, that's every, my object, every objective this year. Yeah. yeah. So even in August and July and June when it's hot, they found a place to ski. But yeah, you can ski tour year round. Can in the West. You you had to go outside of Utah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but you made it happen. You can get Utah like November through April, maybe May. Okay. That's about it. Yeah. October? You, October, you, you May. Us? It just depends. Yeah. Uh, I didn't want to wait in October because some years we get a, like a good enough October storm that you could hike up and like get some laps. But some years they don't, that early storm doesn't come until November. Yep. <laughs> and spring skiing used to start in april but now it starts in february so. yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah bummer all right well thanks for listening to this podcast uh please subscribe if you haven't already to to the podcast um if you're listening on apple podcasts or spotify or wherever you're listening to your podcast hit subscribe and tune in to all of these gear 30 podcasts we appreciate it so whoop um yep. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember the sign sign offs. That's what we need Reynolds back for. We'll have to have Reynolds back. Dude, to let's just get off. a better sign off. Okay, what's your sign off? I don't know. I'll work on it though. Okay, <laughs> that was pretty good. Next next time, I'll, <laughs> next pretty... time I'll have something for you. Avery, sign off. Thanks for tuning in. Oh. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next time. Cheers.